Hey, thanks for tuning in to Supply Chain, the secret sauce of business for every business. If you don't have a good supply chain, you're missing the secret sauce. We're a subscription-based consulting company, and I'm the CEO, Wade Wickes, and I will bring to you on this show some exciting, interesting, amazing people that are doing innovative things in supply chain. Stay tuned. Hey, welcome to this episode. Man, this episode is going to be so cool. I tell you what, it is changing the way people are viewing how to hire people, how to work for a company. Um, It's called Blue Crew Jobs, and you hear how they're disrupting things out there. I think the future is what this company is delivering, so stay tuned. Well, everyone, we're here at the Parcel Forum in exciting Chicago, and uh, a fellow Chicagoan here, uh, Mr. Michael Vaynerman from Blue Crew. Hey, Michael. Hey. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hey, tell everybody a little bit about you and your journey to where you are today sure. as a marketing director. I've been with Blue Crew for about uh, three and a half years now. I joined midway through 2019 to build out the uh, what we call the B2B marketing uh, kind of infrastructure and practice within uh, Blue Crew. Before me, they, there was no kind of established and strategic uh, way that we use marketing as a uh, channel to drive and acquire new business. Um, before that, I've, I spent probably the majority of my career uh, within financial services uh, at a, throughout a, a various amount of marketing roles. Uh, helping primarily financial advisors. So this was my first role outside of uh, financial services and love how mission-driven it is to make finding hourly work more accessible for everybody. Awesome. It's a great concept. I tell you what, for those that don't know what this bluecrewjobs.com is, it, it's like workforce as a service, I guess I'd call it, and it's a big disruptor in what's going on in today's crazy economy. Um, can you give everybody just a little bit of background about what Blue Crew is? Sure. Blue Crew was founded in late 2015 uh, by two guys, uh, Gino Rooney and Cooper Newby, at their graduate class at Stanford. And part of that graduate class was to create a business. And they had um, had a a lot of not so great experiences working hourly jobs while at Stanford. And they saw an opportunity to make uh, quote unquote gig work or hourly shift type jobs uh, much easier and much accessible. Uh, they, tell, they told the story of uh, they were you know, taking gig work as movers and their first experience was arriving at the location, getting in line with about 200 other people, all to just check in and know where they're supposed to go. And they thought to themselves, there's gotta be a better way. It's cumbersome. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, There's gotta be a better way of managing a high volume amount of workers and making that experience much better for both the workplaces and the workers themselves. And so their idea was Blue Crew, which kind of comes from blue collar or kind of lower skill hourly jobs. and they were part of the Y Combinator class, uh, I believe in 2016 or 2017. And uh, their company grew and was acquired by IAC 
um, as in kind of brand incubator uh, to help uh, really provide Blue Crew with a foundation for rapid growth, which we've been doing so far. Um, we're present in about 27 cities across the country. Um, and right now we have north of 100,000 hourly workers ready to work. Uh, what sets us apart is that all of our workers, we call them crew members, uh, they are fully W-2 employees of Blue Crew. And so it's, it is really kind of, as you, as you put it, disrupting a very traditional staffing space um, where we're giving worker, uh, workplaces the ability to control high volume workers and self-serve a lot of that themselves, whereas traditional staffing, they have multiple points of contact uh, and are kind of just crossing their fingers and hoping that the workers they need show up. Uh, we put that all uh, in their hands uh, through our platform and the workers, because they are W-2 employees of Blue Crew, they get the benefits and protections all workers need, want, and deserve. Um, so it is really realigning of interests between workers and workplaces uh, and, and kind of the proof is in the pudding based on uh, where we've gotten to and where we're going to go. And, and do they still, like, uh, the, the people that do the work, are they still pinged to say, hey, you know, is this working? Is this what needs to change? And I, I think there's a real connection to, that's what makes it really unique is it's like it's, it's this mission of everybody's in it together, right? Yeah, absolutely. They, you know, uh, feedback from the crew members is encouraged. They can rate the workplaces the same way that the workplaces can rate the workers. So others within the Blue Crew Network can see when, you know, a highly rated workplace has an opening and they can apply, they can accept that job. There's no application. Um, and they can kind of pick and choose what they want to do. Any, any job, uh, that they're qualified to work for on the platform, they can accept, uh, and there's no repercussions. And when a position um, is consolidated or workplace doesn't have a need anymore, they're not quote-unquote fired in the traditional sense. It's a soft landing. They can just say, okay, my assignment's ending. I'm going to see what else is on the platform that I want to do. Oh, that's really great. It's really an open environment from mm -hmm. the, the working perspective. Uh, also... I was always wondering about how like some some jobs have certain tasks and, and there's not always that training available. Uh, you know, some companies maybe aren't as progressive on the training side. How do you help and support the uh, the people working to make sure that they have the right training for those positions? Yeah, we definitely want to make sure that all of our crew members have the opportunity to learn new skills and grow their abilities, which unlock higher levels of earning, uh, you know, more experience or higher qualified roles. And so by working on the platform, they're able to accrue points and redeem those for additional trainings and certifications that they need to have those higher uh, paying jobs, such as forklift operators or uh, alcohol servers. Um, a, a good chunk of our jobs are uh, what I would call entry level or lower skilled jobs where they don't necessarily need to have specific training or certification. If they do need to have that training, a lot of that's done on site by the employers themselves. Gotcha. Yeah, but you, you create that window of opportunity mm -hmm. for people that want to learn forklift and different things that could get them higher pay. and That's great. Yeah. And, and, and the trade-off there is that when employ and I'm sure we'll talk about this in a bit, but when, when workers feel 
like they have an opportunity for growth and that a workplace truly cares about them, not just as a worker, but as an individual, that's where you can start to uh, kind of achieve higher levels of retention and satisfaction, which reduces turnover. Um, and you get people who spend more time at your workplace, are more ingrained in your processes and the mission, and therefore are happier and stay there longer, which is a win-win for everybody. Higher engagement, that's great, that's awesome. And on the employer side, so just how do you vet the the workforce to make sure that it's the right workforce for the employer? Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of it starts with how we recruit and employ workers. Uh, and we focus on intent. We are present where high intent workers are searching for opportunities. So traditional staffing, you would have kind of a brick and mortar location or you'd hang up flyers, people would come in. Um, we reach the workers where they live their digital lives. Um, and so we, you know, through high volume hiring uh, and, and data-driven kind of automated marketing, um, we know where people go to find jobs, uh, but we also know where high-intent folks consume information about where they can work. And so when you start with people who are genuinely interested in finding a new job and have that almost sense of urgency, that then translates to finding the right type of people. Because part of it is the skill, but also part of it is the attitude and the work ethic, um, which, which pays dividends. We, um, further down the kind of what we call the onboarding funnel, uh, we do have uh, behavioral assessments that they take um, so that we can almost weed out folks who may not be a fit for the types of workplaces that we have or uh, the certain level, the high level of expectation that we hold everybody to, the workplaces and the workers. Um, the workers can build their profiles, put in all their experience, um, they can kind of self-select what skills they have, what certifications they have, and then based on how they build that, our proprietary matching algorithm takes the requirements that the workplace enters into the platform and automa automatically matches that with workers who are, are best fit based on experience and skills, but also location and the type of work that they want to work. Um, so we think that all that combined to remove bias from the hiring uh, exercise and increases worker quality uh, in addition to all the, the benefits that we provide our workers uh, based on their W-2 employment with us. Yeah, I mean, it's really like an ecosystem, you know, you've, you've built the technology that supports information, both on the worker side and on the business side, and you've connected it all so that everybody has the greatest depth of information about everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's what's really unique about your platform, right? It's just, it's just that technology piece and um, having the worker being able to pick their objectives for the day and what they want to do to the employer saying, hey, this worker is fantastic and um, just progressing that person along in, in the whole path of things. So, yep. so you get to see visibility beyond just one work environment or one project where today it's very broken, right? You only knows as much as they're willing to tell you from a worker yes. perspective or, or other ways. So I think that that's a really interesting point. Yeah, and that, that transparency and really choice is, is a big selling point for the workers. We, we have a kind of an informal term like one application work for life. When you're employed by Blue Crew, 
yes, they're employed by Blue Crew, but that unlocks hundreds of jobs on a platform for you to choose from. Um, so you can do something in the fall and change it up in the winter and again in the spring uh, based on, you know, changing of schedules or priorities or interests. So um, it, it is truly a marketplace that gives workers choice. Okay, that's cool, man. Um, you know, one other thing I wanted to talk about, too, was just the, the, you do have this data, and, and where do you see this heading in the future in terms of, you know, where, where do you see this going? Because this, this could blow up into a lot of exciting areas um, in, in terms of the marketplace, and, you know, there, there's, there's so many areas where you think of the Blue Crew type of, of workforce that is, that is needed. Um, and, and how do you how do you grow in a way that um, uh, is is intent and conscientious, right? So I mean, I'm sure you you're looking at certain markets and understanding what's available and what the those sort of things. But yeah, I'm just curious how how you look at that. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, part of it is Blue Crew is a two-sided marketplace. So there's, there's a whole idea of workers and workplaces being demand and supply supply and demand rather and we want to enter markets where we're confident that we can one there's a need there's a demand and two that there's a supply that there's workers who are actively searching for roles and that we have an opportunity and the ability to uh, properly and sufficiently serve our workplace customers and so we look at industry we look look at uh, local uh, employment pools, unemployment, uh, a lot of kind of publicly available information from you know BLS and DOL that helps us take a data-driven approach to um, where we go next. Uh, the other component is to it, it really our, our anchor or enterprise customers. We we have a, a handful of customers that started when we started that were very small startups and now have grown quite significantly and. We, we've gone with them uh, where they've needed us. And once we enter a market, using that, um, that long-term enterprise customer as kind of a, an anchor, we then build up demand and supply um, simultaneously to help really maintain almost this flywheel of, uh, of the marketplace. Um, f- from an industry standpoint, uh, while you know the COVID pandemic really turned things upside down a couple of years ago, uh, we've just seen tremendous, tremendous uh, growth in demand from what we call light industrial. Um, so you know we're at Parcel Form, so we're talking about warehousing, fulfillment, third-party logistics, uh, last-mile delivery, things like that. Um, we've just continued to see massive growth in that area, particularly as COVID has accelerated this shift to e-commerce much more rapidly than I think a lot of people had thought that it could be done before uh, before COVID. So, you know, that's that's kind of a roundabout way of saying we're going to go where we're needed. We're not going to try to, uh, you know, make something out of nothing because that doesn't serve the needs of the worker Yeah. because they want stability and continual job opportunities. And if we enter a market without knowing what's ahead of us, both challenges and opportunities, uh, then I think the worker suffers and that's that runs directly counter to, to our mission. Yeah, that's very intentful. That's that's wonderful. And uh, yeah, the strategic partnership is is a well run track that produces yeah. great results. So 
congratulations on that. That's that's a great strategy. Um, one thing I was going to ask is is if you can give our, our listeners, you know, businesses or or whoever about. What do you see in the supply chain that they should think about as it comes to workforce in the future? What would be a good thing? Yeah, that's a great, great question. You know, I think in today's supply chain, and I think from a global perspective, there's a lot of, it's tough to predict what's going to happen. And impacts any place in the supply chain can directly impact a company's ability to meet the demands of their customers and it's a pretty clean line into something that is at the front of our minds when we think about our workplace customers which is a lot of our businesses that a lot of the businesses we work with are faced with variable demand there's natural peaks and valleys to um, you know using kind of a warehouse as an example peaks and valleys to the amount of boxes that need to be shipped or orders that need to be fulfilled yet uh, traditionally, uh, the human capital or the workforce tends to be pretty static. And so while the, the demand is going up and down, uh, a workplace may not always have the right amount of workers to fulfill the peaks, and they then are essentially burdened with too much headcount when the, when the demand isn't there. Um, so that, o- that, that labor overhead becomes unsustainable. And with all the unpredictability in the supply chain, I think businesses now more than ever are seeing more volatility in their demand of their customers. Um, a, a challenge of having confidence in, am I going to have all the materials that I need based on X, Y, and Z happening in the supply chain? And then when it comes down to the labor, it's, I don't know how many people I'm going to need next week, and I don't know how many people I'm going to need three months from now. And so having that flexibility that our Blue Cruise kind of workforce as a service uh, affords them is beneficial to both workers and workplaces because the workplaces, they can have the amount of workers they need at the drop of a hat. And uh, without all that labor overhead uh, that, that comes with employing people without having enough work to put them in when that demand then drops off. So when we think about supply chain, you know, obviously there's a lot of volatility right now and a lot of uncertainty. And when you have a workforce that can flex up and down in response to that changing of demand, um, it's, it's, it's a, a new modern way uh, for workplaces to kind of counteract the impact of um, the volatility in the supply chain to ensure that they're always able to have the labor they need to serve their customers and fulfill that demand. Well, that's a very good answer, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of inefficiencies in the supply chains, especially circling around the hiring process. I mean, it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. And if you can streamline that and and get quality uh, output right away and have uh, that flexibility, like you said, when things change to fill in the gaps um, very easily, wow, that's, that's like a game changer. So that's that's very interesting. And, and the whole uh, market is changing. Um, you know, people want to work differently. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's important that we all think differently yep. in order to make it successful. So very interesting discussion. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to, to be here and to share this with everybody. How would people get a hold of Blue Crew if they needed to find further information? Yeah. Uh, workplaces can visit bluecrewjobs.com. Uh, and there's a kind of 
contact us form that they can fill out. Uh, hourly workers are able to just download the Blue Crew app and sign up from there. That's available on uh, the iOS and Google Play Store. Awesome. Well, I'll put your LinkedIn profile in the notes of this podcast, and I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Enjoy. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. Really appreciate your support. Wanted to let you know, www.supplychainthesecretsauce. It's where you can find all the podcasts as well as subscription-based supply chain consulting. We are supply chain rapid scale experts at Supply Chain Secret Sauce. We repair, strengthen, and bulletproof supply chains for companies growing at an exponential pace. You can find us at www.supplychainsecretsauce.com. Again, thank you for tuning in. Have a great day.